Hello there, and welcome to the Dork's Deduction. Since when did we do introductions like that? Since now. Since now, since you're taking the reins. Yeah. Because <laughs> you found a silly little book. Yes, I did. I did find a silly little book. It's a sexy and, uh, book. It's been giving me whimsy for the last couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds dirty. Robin Tug. Robin Tug? And not pictures either. Actual words. <laughs> <laughs> it is nice when you discover, oh, I can read books that don't have any pictures in it. <laughs> and I'd still be entertained. I remember getting my first chapter <laughs> book as a child. I felt so impressed and happy with myself. And I'd go sit in the reading room and read. For, for ages, you know, where normal people don't go. Yeah. I was telling this kid at work about this place that I used to go to and described, and told him it was a library. <laughs> and then he said, oh, they have them now, but people are allowed to talk in them. Oh, like, oh my say. God. And we're only allowed to take out one book every time. I was like, are you kidding me? Just one book. People that go to libraries to, to hang out and talk to their friends. I really hate that. To be that. fair, we did do that in uni. Yeah. But, but we went to the bit where, the area where you're allowed to talk. We were interesting. Yeah. <laughs> to us. <laughs> well, I'm sure I don't people... think anyone else thought we were interesting. Everyone else thought we were a hindrance to their work. Yeah, but I didn't find them interesting. Because so. no, they weren't. They were boring. Nah, they were busy doing very, work while we very, were just talking. Yeah, very, very boring. You know, why, why don't you do work in a library? <laughs> do you want to know? Do you want to know? Um, like the saddest thing experience I had because you know sometimes I'd stay there like really, really late. Mm. It was about three in the morning one time, right? Uh-huh. And all I heard was some girl crying and like about to scream. And this was a silent area, so obviously you look around. It's like who's making noise? Who's making noise? I'm trying to do work. A girl had fallen... She was using one of those, um, the uni computers. And you know how they turn off after, like, 15 minutes of inactivity? She was writing her essay on that, and then she fell asleep and didn't save it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I did feel sorry for her. I'm just like, but you should have clicked save after... Mm, You you should do it like... Your life depends on it, like an addiction, every five yeah, minutes Yeah, after, or like, so. every paragraph I used to... Not even every paragraph. Every time that I stopped thinking for a moment or stopped typing, typing I'll press there's, save. There's times where I've saved after I've saved. Yeah, no, I, I usually double save. It's like a compulsive Just in order case it doesn't no. save the first time. Yeah, exactly. Compulsive order? Compulsive disorder, sorry. No, it's, it's a good compulsive disorder. Oh, it's, you know, yeah, of course. Everyone should hit save. It would save so much trouble for everyone. Yeah. I, I say oh, that after every word, word. You say that after every word. How long yeah. does it take you to do the fucking oh, essay? ages, yeah. Probably shouldn't save after every bloody word. Maybe after every sentence, yeah. Yeah, but at least it's saved. Mm. I even do that with documents that aren't even that important. Really? Save, save. But you know what I'm like with my little things. Yeah. I have to do them. Yeah. You need to see a doctor, really, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, therapists are expensive. I've looked it up. That's why there's so many psychos around, okay? Because therapists are really expensive. Yeah. Blame it on the therapist's pay. Yeah. Their salary. We could reduce so many psychopaths if there were more affordable therapists around. They're so greedy as well. I know. Mm. To be fair, I, sometimes I just think they just want to keep you there for as long as possible anyways, so you can keep paying them. Yeah. Most of, most of the people they see probably don't even have proper problems. From what I've heard, they talk bollocks most of the times anyway. Yeah. I know a lot of people say therapy doesn't help them at all. I think it helps some people because it's just getting everything out. Yeah. Uh, they don't need any advice or anything. They just need someone to talk to. And some people don't have that. True. And then there's that myth, there's that, myth that uh, therapists deliberately don't break any grounds because it means they get more money from yeah. constant visits. Yeah. 
Which but would make sense, I suppose. To be fair, I don't think I've got any major issues. Maybe I just need someone to rant out, so, like, oh. it's just stress off my... Yeah, that's what the podcast... The reason we're doing this podcast is because £85 a year is cheaper than what a... Uh, therapist would charge. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but it just it just means me and Chris have to listen to it. Yeah, and time the listeners. after time. Incidentally, but to be fair, you... the listeners must love our ranting because they keep coming back. Well, maybe they. It's, it's, it's one of those situations where you hate someone, you keep having to see what the shit they're talking about next. You mean like Kim and Kanye? I suppose so. Yeah. I think it's just my. It is. Oh, go, go ahead. I was just going to say it's my sexy voice that brings the listeners <laughs> back every time. <laughs> no, wasn't it? Me and Chris discovered one of our episodes is just the two of us. So didn't it do really well? Which one was that? The tapas one. Ah, tapas. Yes. Yeah, the creepy pasta tapas. That one did very well in like the space of a few weeks. Yeah. And so well... you weren't in that one, Matt. Actually, so. Ah. I thought well, we, didn't get, we didn't have quite the popular. sex appeal. You know. Pardon? The Alyssa Lamb one was quite popular. That's had more time. The Tapas one had only been up for three weeks. <laughs> for five to do it without me, then. <laughs> so, Matt, you could basically go. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll live without well, you. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're <laughs> really sticking with the same yeah. one. <laughs> I'm hoping it's going to so work. So if you hadn't listened to listeners last week, <laughs> Matt fucked up the episode because he didn't... He forgot what it was about. Mm. He thought it was about the Hope Diamond when the Hope Diamond episode is actually this week. Yeah, it was yeah. all him. So he's reusing the segue yeah. he made last week. What is the world without <laughs> hope, say, Tarman? That's all I'm going to say. Oh, for fuck's sake. Hope, hope, hope. <laughs> I was hoping to, like... I was hoping... <laughs> I, I was um, hoping to use the term diamond geezer at some point and that would be a segue but because you've basically cornered the segue and decided to reuse the one that you already fucked up because i've never said the word geezer and i was excited about using it but okay lay lay down a situation where diamond geezer is accessible i don't know we could have been talking about anyone i'd just call him a diamond geezer we could have been talking about tavernier who uh, we're going to bring up you could have called him a diamond geezer yeah he's a diamond geezer i know who he is (laughs) What diamond geezer? Oh, he's French. In case you listen. So you'd have to kind of do a French Cockney kind of accent. Is he diamond geezer? Yeah. So yes, we are. We are talking about the curse of the Hope Diamond. If also, you hadn't guessed, how also, did it get that from what we were as, just saying? Also known as the Hope Stone, and also the Diamond of Death. Yes, that's this week's theme. Uh, it's about we decided to take a break from the serial killers and the brutal murders. And instead focus on serial inanimate ob- object killers, basically. Well, mythical object killers. Well, it's, well no, the, the object is a myth. The um, legend is a myth. The legend is a myth, apparently. The legend it's is just, a myth. It's just How a does that myth even that make keeps... sense? The legend is a myth? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's obviously... It's it's just a curse that people... that th- It's a myth of a curse that... You know, it's everyone knows it's just a myth, but it's just a myth that keeps fulfilling its own, you know, legend. So, at what point does a myth start becoming real if it keeps proving itself true? Mm. This diamond is responsible. Uh, it's been around for actually almost half a millennium, and it's everyone has fallen in the hands of since the 1600s has fall to some grisly or just early fate, you know, death. Everyone, pretty much, everyone. in some way. And it found, it, it, hey, I tell you what, it's, it, it 
hops more continents than Indiana Jones. Um, okay. It's basically, uh, it's well, the Hope Diamond is allegedly a stolen. It was stolen from a temple in Burma or India, and it was transfixed to the forehead of this statue. Uh, it was a Hindu goddess, Sita. You might mm-hmm. have heard of her. Um, from that, you know, a wonderful Ramadan song. Oh, Diwali, sorry, not Ramadan. I was about to say about. Ramadan song. Like, Stupid Chris. Like, you're mixing um, your yeah. religion. That's not racist at all. That's not racist at all. <laughs> no, we'll racist. move swiftly on. I mean, you're racist I on so many yeah. episodes. <laughs> hey, hey, Matt, <laughs> this is why he keeps ending up in prison. Matt yeah. and, like, the sexual harassment. <laughs> uh, we all white people look the same. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so, yeah, so it was transfixed no, no, to the you're, same. No, old white men look the same. Every single one. Did you know that the reason white men get so wrinkly is because of the pigments in their skin? That's why if you have a white man and a black man at the same age, the white man has more wrinkles. That makes sense, yeah. Mm. Anyway, the Hope Diamond. <laughs> Can I just... Oh, you, no, you, you finish. It's about the statue. You finish off. Well, in the statue, it was transfixed onto this uh, the forehead of this goddess. It was quite beautiful. And it was wedged out by priest that was there. And he received a horrible death for, for you know, an act of blasphemy, if anything. Hey, what were you going to say, Matt? I was going to say, uh, people believe the more likely story is it's just mined from a diamond mine basically so that people say that the, um, the idea that it was stolen from this statue is a bit of a myth as well however well it may, maybe it started off in a diamond mine and found its way here yeah however um, there's no certainty over where it originated from hmm. yeah but it's not unheard of that some sort of curse or something has had embellishment to the story to make it more alluring so it was, it's, it was it's perfectly feasible that it could have just been found in a random mine yeah, somewhere. Yeah, because the because um, the god that you're talking about, it's god of destruction, wasn't it? That's that. Sita. Yeah, that's where they think the idea of it kind of cursing people Isn't, comes from. Hang on, uh, no. it's that thing about building in a narrative around something. Sita was a female goddess, wasn't it? Wicked King Nirvana came to capture Sita, and wasn't like didn't. Who's the guy who went to save her? I can't remember. But he had arrows, and he was. You know, is it Hawkeye? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Legolas? Kirk. Um, no, Clint. No, fuck. Um, yeah, and they have Wiki King Nirvana. Nirvana, you know, Kirk. And, um, yeah, it's a cool story. I remember hearing it when I was a kid, but was the seat a female goddess? I or think so, yeah. I just, I just um, from what I was reading, they said the god had powers of, like, destruction. And that's where the idea... That Women could destruct it, uh, things. No, I'm not saying they can't, but I'm saying the gods that we were talking about had the gods, the powers of destruction. How about we just look it up rather than arguing? And Possibly, we'll just cut yeah. this shit out. <laughs> that might help. Or let's go the more racist route and tell everyone to picture that god out of the Indiana Jones Temple of Doom, the Kali Margai. Sita, also known as... Yeah, she's a woman. She is a woman. Mm-hmm. Yes, I thought so. Yes, uh, Chris's knowledge comes through again. <laughs> I told anyway. you it was a freaking woman. You guys didn't believe me. I said it was a woman. Okay, was it just Matt that was just like, uh, women can't do yeah, that? I didn't say that. I said that God <laughs> had powers of destruction. I didn't say where it's if from. If you say so. Okay, well, there is no known date for when this actually took place, you know, the removing from the statue. But the first recorded uh, history that I have is in 1642 when Je- Jean Baptiste Tavernier, how do you say it? Jean Baptiste. Jean Baptiste Tavernier, who died in 86. A French jeweller visited India and bought a 112 carat blue diamond, believed to have come from the Colour mine in. Oh, there you go, Matt. Golconda, India. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. 
Only the great mogul uh, could sell diamonds, so whether it was bought legally or smuggled out is unknown. But Tavernier travelled back to France in 1668. Tavernier or Tavernier? Tavernier, let's call him Jeff. Okay. Um, <laughs> in 1668, where Louis the 16th, I think it is, is it? 14th, I think. Yeah, 14th, because it's IV. 14th. All right. It's XIV. Yeah, XIV. Uh, XVI would be 16. Yeah, that means 15 minus 1, 14. Ah, uh, okay, there we Learn go. Learn your Roman numerals, Chris. I'm just getting up a chart now, because <laughs> there's a few of these. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So, How about you just say XXX, and then we could tell you what it is. XIV. So, XIV is 14th, you're right. So... <clears throat> Louis the Fourteenth bought the large blue diamond as well as 44 other large carat diamonds and uh, 1,122 1, smaller diamonds. So it was part of a package deal. I wish uh, I could go back in time and marry him. Why would you want to marry him? Because of all the diamonds. He's all French. Oh, God, I'm, all, I'm a cliche, aren't I, because of all the diamonds. Fucking hell, woman. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all sparkly. <laughs> the woman. Uh, this is the most cliched female I've ever played during one of these episodes, isn't it? It's you say played. <laughs> it's all you. <laughs> I yeah, like diamonds, so what? So, Tavernier was made a nobleman because of this, well, wacky guy, and he died at the ripe old age of 84 in Russia. So, you know, he didn't get a bad take on 84? this. 84? 84. So if you heard the myth about him... Go on. The, one reason why this curse, um, the idea of this curse exists is because there's a myth that he was attacked by wolves and that's how he died. But there's absolutely <gasps> oh, no evidence shit, no. that happened. Yes, yes, that's it. I, I said he 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 was lucky, um, but no. Um, according to legend, yeah, Tavoni was torn apart by wild dogs on his trip to Russia. <laughs> so, yeah. like, we thought he got away with it, but no, no, Diamond doesn't allow that. No, so, yeah. so that's not true, though, is it? No, it's not true. It's a legend, but uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Oh, it's almost certainly not true. He, he um, like oh. they because like the whole idea that he. Um, that all the people like died an early death. I mean, he lived to eighty-four, <laughs> and there's absolutely no evidence that he got attacked by wolves. If he lived to eighty-four and just got killed by a wolf, isn't that better than living to eighty-four and slowly dying? That's true. Yeah, I mean, it was like eighteen years since he sold the diamond, anyway. So yeah, it's been it was years. Yeah. Did the people that die have the diamond in their possession at the time, or? Well, you shall find out. Okay. But pretty much, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's probably why then he didn't die. Yeah. So he in, sold it. In 1673, Louis XIV decided to recut the diamond to enhance its brilliance. So he wanted to reshape it, make it more, you know, a French ring to making things a bit more, making sparkly more sparkly, basically. Um, the newly cut gem was 67 carats. It was officially named the Blue Diamond of the Crown. And he would often wear the gem on a long ribbon around his neck. So you, it shows you how beautiful this thing was. You know, you can see pictures of it online. But, it, you know, it was so good, it was royalty standard, you know. And it was officially named the Blue Diamond. Uh, Louis XIV allowed one of his favourite mistresses, uh, the Marquise de Montespan, to wear it also. Um, but she was publicly disgraced shortly after and fell from his favour. What a tramp. Um, can I just add? To, that happened to a lot of his mistresses. So the idea that it's kind of she's cursed, I'd argue, is a bit that of sceptical. True. Well, yeah, it's a good point, actually. Um, and not all of them were given the diamond anyway. Yeah, because there's also... I, I was reading of someone else that who worked for him that was also allowed to wear the diamond on special occasions. Did you get oh, him? Uh, it's a guy called Nicolas Fouquet, I think it is. Oh, the finance minister. Or Fouquet, I don't know how you say that. <laughs> it's probably Fouquet, yeah. isn't it? 
isn't it? If we're thinking of where it is. <laughs> Tobias. I just like the idea of... Fuck so. up. <laughs> Fuck it. So, yeah, he was, uh, he was guardian of the crown jewels yeah. um, and supposedly wore the diamond for a festive occasion and, again, was later disgraced, imprisoned and executed by order of the king in, in 1680. Shit. He, uh, he, but he, cause he'd spent 15 years in a prison as well, hadn't he, before that? He had, yeah. yeah. So that's not nice. And um, <laughs> I was reading, on the thing I'm reading, it says some people believe that he may be the real man in the iron mask, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah I've thought about that. Yeah. Um, because he was already in prison, wasn't he? And, and plus, like, we, we don't know anything. We only know the way this guy was treated and that he was... Yeah, no one knows anything about this man in the Iron Mask. And then it was all, the, all these years later, we only just found out it was the Caprio. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Didn't know that. So, yeah, finally, to end this little saga, Louis Fourteenth himself died in agony of gangrene, his empire in ruins. And there's a time skip, a, quite a massive time skip, actually. If you just bear with me one second, I've got to see what this numeral is. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> of course, it would be 15. <laughs> can, so in, X and B, 15. Back <laughs> I, I, I think he, he died... Uh, his empire wasn't in Britain, say. So. I thought he, he was one of the strongest it's, it's, kings of France. Oh, he might I think that's Louis XVI. I think was a fairly strong Louis king, Louis yeah. XVI, he, he was the one that got um, to go... We're going to have to go through this again, but he, he was the one that got guillotined. What led yeah, to the French yeah, Revolution. Trust that... him, he did, like, half a year in history. I just, it's not too important, but it's... I don't know. Um, but also, I would point out, he was on the throne for 72 years, so it's, mm. I wouldn't say it's exactly These a... These people were living long lives. Yeah, well, they were the wealthiest. Yeah, but people. even wealth. I mean, there is no medicine or, like, proper doctors yeah. or properly skilled doctors around. And... There's not enough. There's not enough money in yeah, the world, is there? Point, gangrene was quite um, a prominent disease at the time as well. That's so, true, yeah. yeah, and he survived quite a lot of illnesses. So he did all right. It's good to get the facts straight, though, isn't it? Yeah, I so I think that's the case. I'm almost certain about that. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not very good at history, so I'm not going to get involved. But I'm pretty sure Matt is correct. I don't want to sound a killjoy. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not like what well, we have is uh, we have the myth going on, but we also have like counter arguments to yeah. it. You know, it's a good yeah, the fact. Mixture. Yeah, that's exactly. the counter argument. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we continue on in uh, quite a big time uh, gap. In 1749, Louis XV was king and ordered the crown jeweller to make a decoration for the Order of the Golden Fleece using the blue diamond and Cote du Bretagne, <laughs> a large red spinal thought at the time to be a ruby. The resulting decoration was extremely ornate and large. It was later a favourite gem of Mary Antoinette, uh, uh, her, the wife of King Louis. The Fuck. 16th. 16th. <laughs> you said 15th before, didn't you? No, it was 15th before, but she was, um, it was later favourite gem of Mary Antoinette, the wife of King Louis the 16th, so it does go on a bit. He was beheaded at the French Revolution. What according... happened to Louis the 15th? Probably died, I would argue. We'll probably get to uh, it. I'm assuming he died because this was 1700s, <laughs> but, like, how did he die? It doesn't say... Doesn't say. Do you have any more information on that? Um, I don't think he lasted long because the thing about Louis the Fourteenth is that he outlived all of his surviving sons by quite well. Because okay. remember, he's on the throne for seventy-two years, and as a rule, people didn't love, live long at the time. 
So he was kind of, he was a bit of a anomaly. anomaly. Yes. Mm. Also, isn't Marie Antoinette the, uh, no, I'm thinking of Bathory. Bathory, Bathory was the, Elizabeth he was the Bathory. one that murdered yeah. all those women. Yeah. And yeah. Blood You're and mixing stuff like them that. up. Yeah, yeah, you're mixing them up, definitely. Okay, this 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 woman. So that's an episode that, for right? another day. Oh yeah, definitely. Marie Antoinette is the one that um, arguably, uh, not argue, um, supposedly said, "Let them eat cake," but um, oh. they believe yeah. that she never actually said that. Right? Yeah, it would be embellished, wouldn't it? What I would say about um, going back to Louis XIV quickly, uh, he was involved in the Spanish War or something, of succession or something. So oh, okay. he was, they, well, at the time of his death, I think they were probably at war or something like that. So um, let me try and find the Louis XV. Uh, you know what? It's probably not important that it's lost over. Yeah, he probably died <laughs> very boringly. So because, because it's been around for centuries this time, we can't go through every single one mm-hmm. of the owners because uh, this is... Going to be a bitch. We have like half an hour left. Actually, uh, Louis the Fifteenth. Uh, he wasn't that cursed. He he was on the throne for nearly sixty years. So oh, sixty. That's not bad. Fucking hell. So I don't think yeah. he was that cursed. Are they not allowed to name their children other names? This is what they used to do a lot of the time. It was if you, you were meant to take your father's name, like your eldest son would always be called what you, um, the dad was. Is this what? Yeah, mm. it's meant to be a good name or something like that. So you'd call your eldest son, who was meant to be the most special of the children. Yeah, because favouritising children was great. Well, in the royal family, it was because that was who your successor was going to be. Anyway, moving on. Well. According to Malign legend, uh, Marie Antoinette and Louis the Sixteenth uh, were killed because of the Blue Diamond's curse. The Princess de Lamballe, a member of the court, had briefly worn the diamond, and she was torn to pieces by a French mob. During the French Revolution, the crown jewels, including the Blue Diamond, were taken from the royal couple after they attempted to flee France in 1791. The jewels were placed in the royal storehouses, but were not properly guarded. Though most of the crown jewels were soon recovered, the Blue Diamond was not. And somehow the Dutch diamond cutter, Wilhelm Fowles, obtained it, recut the diamond, and was then robbed by his own son, Hendrik. Wilhelm was said to have been ruined and died of grief, and Hendrik Falls committed suicide in 1830. So this is where the curse is starting to heat up a bit after all this tragedy. I bet Wilhelm wasn't happy about that. I bet (laughs) he might have ended up screaming about that. A little bit off-cut, wouldn't you say? (laughs) 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 That must have cut straight to his heart. That must be. (laughs) I was just going to go for the Wilhelm scream, but okay. I'm just feeling a bit blue. eh? (laughs) (laughs) By by the way, Chris, are you reading this word for word? Not word for word, no. You have to remember to give a shout out to this book later before we sign off. I will, I will. It's a great book. So, yeah, soon after that, yeah, they had not dared to acknowledge the debt uh, to his father. So, he had robbed him of it. The man who took the diamond from Falls was named Francis Bialou, uh, a real low-swinging dude who travelled from Marseille (laughs) to London to sell it. So it's already come to London. So, by the way, it's skipped again. He fell terribly ill from gold fever and died in a poor lodging house. Oh, dear. Just before his death, though, he arranged for a London jeweller dealer, Daniel Eliasson to buy the diamond, but when Iliasson went to pay, Bilu was dead. Whoops. So the money never changed hands. Somehow Iliasson got possession of that diamond. 
There is a documentation that a large blue diamond of almost 45 carats, you know, the same size, was owned in 1812 by Daniel Ellison. So he's had it all this time. A diamond merchant. The diamond was described and sketched in colour by an English jeweller, John Francillian, in a legal memorium, oh, memo, memorandum, sorry, uh, that he signed and dated 19th of September 1812. Okay, so this is, it goes into a whole lot of detail about fact-taking and um, exchanging of hands. But there is some evidence that dictates that George V, oh, sorry, the Fourth of England, bought the blue diamond from Iliason and George IV's death in 1830, about six years later, the diamond was sold off to pay off his massive debts. It was bought by the banker Henry Philip Hope, and it is said that Hope gave £18,000 to £20,000 for it, although it had been valued at £30,000. So this is big money. This is, I remember this is like the 1800s. Yeah, that's big money now. Imagine how much it is back then. But he got it for a killing. You know, you, know, you wouldn't pass that shit up, would you? His nephew, though, Thomas Hope, owned the diamond from 1839 after his uncle, uncle's death and suffered a long series of misfortunes, including the death of his only son. Lord Henry Francis Hope inherited the diamond and suffered scandal, a collapsed marriage and financial ruin. His wife died in poverty. Because of gambling and profligate spending, Francis Hope requested permission from the court in 1898 to sell the Hope diamond. And Francis was only given access to the life interest of his grandmother's estate. His request was denied. In 1899, an appeal case was heard, and again his request was denied. In both cases, Francis Hope's siblings opposed selling the diamond. And in 1901, on an appeal to the House of Lords, Francis Hope finally granted permission to sell the diamond. And it was known now as the Hope Diamond, the finest and largest blue diamond in the world. And it only weighed 44 carats, which it seems to be getting uh, lighter and lighter. It's smaller and smaller, isn't it? Like, it keeps getting like, cut. Every time it gives up a piece of weight, someone dies. You know, it's that kind of... Weird. Did you say it started off, I think, around about 114 carats, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Louis Oh, my God, that's ridiculous. That wouldn't have been true. Carats. 112 carats. Uh, it, it, you know, Louis cut off a... Ma- Although this, this Cita goddess must have had a really big statue or something, maybe. No wonder the guy tried to steal it. So, yeah, like, instead of 67 carats, like it used to be, but was enormously improved in appearance by its recutting, so it keeps getting more beautiful. Lord Henry Francis, Hope's wife, who was well known as the actress May Yoy, which is a big thing back then, used to wear it. He divorced her in 1902, and the diamond was sold. She died in poverty. So, that ends another saga of the diamond's history and we've gone quite far with this it's now in the 1900s uh, 20th century so this is where it goes into less famous hands and more into merchants so there was a merchant called Hatton Garden uh, in Hatton Garden sorry called Adolf Veal uh, he bought the diamond transferred it and almost at once to an American trader named Simon Frankel Frankel took possession of it he had financial troubles and had to get rid of the diamond in desperation in 1907. The hope of saving his fortune was why he did this. In 1908, it was in the possession of a French dealer, Jacques Collot. Uh, almost at once, sold it to a Russian prince, Ivan Katidnovsky, who lent it to his mistress, a beautiful actress named Mademoiselle Lorenz Ledoux. She wore it at Folles Berger. Uh, she was wearing it when Prince Ivan Katanovsky shot her with a revolver. Fantastic. 
and two days afterwards, he was battered to death by Russian revolutionaries. Brilliant. Jacques Collot, who had never received the whole of the purchase price, went mad, and a week after his... Now, after this event, he committed suicide. Hey, we got a threesome. Before Kanovsky died, he had transferred the diamond to a French dealer who fell downstairs and broke his leg. The French dealer sold it to a Greek jewel broker named Monteridis uh, or Monikuridis, who took it to Athens. Shortly afterwards, he was captured by thieves, thrown over a cliff, and killed, along with his wife and their two children. Oh, that's a bitch. <laughs> Another version of the story recounts that he drove his carriage off the cliff, killing himself, his wife, and one child. So, depending on which one was true, he either committed suicide with one kid, or he was killed with two kids. And he had just sold the stone for $400,000 to the 34th Sultan of the Ottoman Empire, Abdul Hamid II. But, but it is not certain that the Sultan actually ever had the diamond in his possession. The Sultan lost his empire in an army revolt in 1909. <laughs> so you could even say this diamond was res- probably responsible for the fall of the Ottoman Empire. Um, the diamond had been given to a servant named Abu Sabir to be polished. Abu Sabir said he had never received it, so he was flogged, tortured and thrown into a dungeon for some months. The diamond was found discovered oh, was found in the possession of a Gola. He was discovered strangled. It appeared it next appeared in the possession of one of the eunuchs of the Sultan's household named Kalub Bey, who was captured. I love how the Sultan's household has eunuchs. Well, why not? Like I would have one. Why? Yeah, sing, you think it'll be as wisdomous well. as one in Game of Thrones? Oh, wisdomous, yes. Uh, uh, have wisdom and pros. They can they can probably sing those high notes that you just can't quite get. Hey, you know? Chris, I could make you a eunuch if you want. I, I prefer the ones that chose to be eunuchs. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be one. But, uh, I'd rather not have had um, that. <laughs> <laughs> it next appeared in the... Oh, the Sultan, the eunuch, yep. Uh, named Kalub Bey, who was captured in the street of Istanbul and hanged by a mob from a lamppost. Brilliant. Javé Aga... An official of the Sultan's treasury attempted to steal the diamond and was hanged. Meantime, the Sultan's favourite concubine, a beautiful French girl, had got a hold of the diamond. She had assumed a Turkish name and was known as Salma Zabubia. She was wearing it when the revolutionaries broke into the Sultan's palace and when she I'm sorry, was killed... the Sultan gave the Hope Diamond to a concubine. Well, no, no, it somehow found its way into her possession. So I don't think he gave it to her. So she stole it? Maybe. So she, she, she would have got killed. She got a hold of it. Uh, well, yeah, she dies. <laughs> That's no spoilers here. And when she was killed, the diamond was on her breast. Thence, it came to the possession of a Turkish or Persian diamond merchant named Habib Bey, a jewel merchant in Istanbul, or Constantinople. He perished in the shipwreck of a French steamer in the Molecules, and it seemed that the, French, uh, the tragic of the, uh, story of the jewel had reached its conclusion. However... He had left the diamond in Paris, and it came into the possession of a jeweller, Pierre Cartier of Mercier. Cartier, who exhibited exhibited it in the Haymarket, London. It was sold in Paris on the 22nd of June, 1910, at the Habib sale at Bailey and Appert for £16,000. A French dealer who bought it for £28,000 sold it to Mr. Edward B. McLean in America for £60,000, which is roughly £180,000 thousand dollars and he gave it to his wife who was born Evelyn Walsh the daughter of a wealthy American mine owner which is kind of like a nice bookmark coming back to a mine Vincent Walsh who was believed at one time to be the richest child in the world 
he was to succeed to the fortunes of his two grandparents, and John McLean. And this is where it gets a bit dark. The owner of the Washington Post and of the Cincinnati Inquirer, and Thomas E. Walsh, the Colorado mining king. So he was a rich little boy. The child's full name was Vincent Walsh McLean, and from, time, from the time of his birth, he was subject to very special security precautions, as his parents had been warned that he would be kidnapped. The house and grounds where he lived were surrounded with steel fences, and there were, no guard, there were guards to protect him at all circumstances. But one day, the nine-year-old boy slipped out of the security gates, ran down the street, and was killed by a passing motor car. Both his parents were away from the house at a... Race course, race course. Sorry, race course in Kentucky. A race course in Kentucky. The McLeans suffered another major loss in 1946 when their daughter committed suicide, aged 25. My age, shit. Evelyn McLean's husband left her for another woman, became alcoholic, and was declared insane, being confined to a mental institution until his death in 1941. Evelyn was forced to sell the family newspaper, the Washington Post, and died soon after her daughter's death. Oh, dear. On Evelyn's death, in 1947, the Hope Diamond passed into a collection of the Smithsonian's institution. James Todd was the mail worker there who delivered the Hope Diamond to the Smithsonian. He crushed his leg in a truck accident, injured his head in an automobile accident, and then lost his home in a fire. Well, for fuck's sake, mate. Then Evelyn McLean... own it. Sorry? And he didn't even own it. He, he didn't... didn't even own it. It's just the power of the diamond. It spreads out like the grudge, you know. Though Evelyn McLean had wanted her jewellery to go to her grandchildren when they were older, it was put on sale in 1949, two years after her death, in order to settle debts from her estate. It was taken from the Smithsonian and bought by Harry Winston, a New York jeweller. Winston did not believe in the curse and was unaffected by it. He exhibited it for a time and then he donated the Hope Diamond to the Smithsonian Institution in 1958 to be the focal point of a newly established gem collection. The end. Ooh. <sighs> that was very wordy, Chris. Did you come up with it all yourself? I gave up halfway through. <laughs> I hadn't noticed. Because <laughs> there's only so much you could say about this Hope Diamond. Uh, but if you want to get the facts out, you've got to get it right, you know? Yeah. Man. Yeah, so the thing is, it starts off, you, you think to yourself, yeah, it's, it's, it's just coincidence. But then after a series of constant bad lucks and fuck-ups, it, it makes you think of that saying where if you constantly believe something's true or you, you believe in bad luck or something, it's bound to happen to you because you, you'll you'll make it happen subconsciously or something. But the one guy it didn't affect was the last guy who did not believe in it at all. You know, he wasn't superstitious. Or... And nothing happened to him. Nothing happened to him. Although he got rid of it quick, didn't he? Yeah, but so did that delivery guy. He didn't even bloody own it. He only had it for a little while. <laughs> and he ended up getting fucked over already. He got, he got, and he's got not even one of the most. rich ones. I feel worst about him. Yeah, he's he just got, a delivery oh, guy. He had a, his leg broken, his head uh, smashed in on a press or something, and like his home burnt down. It's like for fuck's sake. He could sake. just be a clumsy twat at the end of the day. He could be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I, I just guy. want to say though, like the Sultan. That's understandable because it's bloody revolution going on there. So it's easy to understand mm. that why that happened. Um, a lot of people went bankrupt in the 1800s. A lot of people, rich people, tried to overstep their mark or whatever. The thing is, with rich people, I, I don't think people understand they are very unlucky because they think that they're untouchable. 
That's true. Bad shit happens to rich people all the time. They go bankrupt all the time because they live beyond their means. So that's not unusual. I just find it very, you know, uh, uh, well, sad to say, amusing, <laughs> but at the same time shocking that the one time this little boy got out from all this security, it was the same yeah. time he would, you know, it's 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 like Mr. Magoo style stuff, you know, like mm. shit. The thing is, if something's been around for as long as this has, obviously there's going to be some bad stuff and good stuff attached to it. Yeah, of course. It's just, I think the bad may have been embellished over well, time. like you said, it's been around a very long time, and there's a couple of years, like, quite a few years, especially with, like, Louis Fourteenth, where it almost skips a whole century with nothing yeah. happening. But Because nothing bad happened during that century, so there's, like, there's no true. point noting it down. It's, they only it's, noticed, uh, noted the bad things down. Sometimes that didn't happen. It's more a case of just falling into the hands of very famous, notable people. And then those people eventually die, you know? Yeah, like everyone does. That's the one thing that everyone has in common. They're all going to die. There's a video on YouTube that I was watching about this, um, about this diamond. And one of the quotes from this documentary was, all the people that owned it, their lives ended in death. And you're like, I'm not to break it to you, but that's how everyone's life ends. <laughs> you know, it's like saying... Yeah, it's like saying, you know, the curse is death. Well, everyone has death, you know. It's a bit, a bit much. It's a bit of a jump to say there's a curse, I think, personally. I think it's just the case that some some of these deaths are quite grisly. You know, um, that's, that's, that's the main point. I mean, there were, some of them were more sudden than others, but also a lot of them were quite grisly. I mean, the whole... Pack of Wolves legend. Someone might have made that up just to just to make the story a bit more interesting as well, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Because um, I, I heard um, the guy, at, I think, sold it to the McLeans. Is it Cartier? I think they say he may have uh, sexed the whole story of the curse up a bit. Yeah, because, it, it, it's, like... It's, it's, yeah, yeah, and also, it makes it more valuable, because if, if a, de- a gem or a diamond or something, they has a story and a history behind it, mm. people are willing to spend their money. You've got snake oil. So that's another and reason for yeah. embellishing whatever. Was, I, I read that I think uh, this Evelyn Walsh McLean, I think she was quite keen to kind of uh, for that to happen so she could boost up the investment. So she was saying, mm. so, so she could like attract people to come and see it. So saying, this, this, no, yeah, I've got this diamond that's got this curse. It's kind of, you know, she's going to be the envy of quite a lot of people. You know, particularly in particularly in America, it's in quite in a lot of like um, a lot of the old kind of diamonds and gemstones and all that kind of stuff. A lot of old antiquities that used to belong to the European royal families ended up in America because America didn't have any, like history of its own in some ways. So it mm. had to kind of, in a way, use like America, European history in a way to kind yeah. of. Someone says that that's why they can't get enough of our royal family and stuff. They like the royal family more than British people do, I think. Mm. Possibly. Yeah, even though they spent a part of their their wars were trying to get (laughs) away from that. It's funny, isn't it, how that happens. It is a bit. It's funny how it comes back, but... Yeah. But do you know what's interesting about Louis XIV? He also owned, at one point, the Mazarin diamonds. And the Mazarin diamonds, oh. uh, if you've, if you've read, not sure if you've read the Sherlock Holmes story. There's a Sherlock Holmes story cool. about the Mazarin diamonds. And, and they, I think they were blue as well. I'm not totally sure about that. But yeah, that's another famous diamond. But that, that, um, there's no big story around that, though. But it's just, it became, it was a part of, um, part of the Sherlock Holmes story is it gets stolen from the, the Louvre, or however you say it. 
that museum in, in Paris, yeah. <laughs> so that because that, that's where they're kept. But um, yeah, so he he he, he awesome. was quite the diamond owner at the time. He had loads of diamonds and jewels. Well, then you say he was like one of the most powerful people. Yeah, because um, what he um, he was because uh, I was watching a documentary about him recently, and what he used to do, uh, people were very keen for like nobility. So um, mm. he would get people to basically buy their nobility. So that gave him money, and that was kind of gave him power. And he used That's to basically smart, what he used to—they do that now. Yeah, but um, he was, but he used like um, fashion a lot to kind of bankrupt his nobility because mm. it was always a battle between the king and the nobility for power. And so basically, he used mm. like he'd get all the fashions of kind of around the world into kind of Paris. And all these no- nobles would be so desperately trying to buy this stuff, they'd bankrupt themselves, so they'd put a loan on the <laughs> king. And obviously, at, what, oh, as a, at some point, they wouldn't be able to pay it back. So their debt would be to be basically in his servitude. And that's how he got a lot of his power. And, so, and, and also, he made, he made um, people from, that didn't have you know, the noble kind of lineage, he'd get them to buy their nobility. And that, yeah, so that's basically how he got his power. And so these kind of diamonds and stuff like that would be a, a big way of kind of doing it. Because, as you said, that's how Tavernier brought his nobility, by selling the diamond. Mm. And he, I think he sold some other things to pay for it. And that's how he got his nobility. And that's how he got his, pretty much, his break, well, a big break in I life. Think, I can't remember if it was him, but wasn't he going bankrupt anyway? Like, it was just to get rid of some debt, his father's debt. Um, it's possibly, because I think... He'd done a lot of travelling, obviously. That's how he found it in the first place. I'm guessing that must have cost money. Even if he... I, I don't think he was exactly poor. To be able to mm. go travelling, I, I especially don't think you were. But he wasn't like a nobility. He didn't have that kind of background. So he had to yeah. kind of pay his way up there or some, find some way of getting there. And that diamond is what he used, I think. Oh, well, so that is the Hope Diamond, uh... Did you enjoy that, Tommy? I did, yes. But I think the only way we are going to know if it's cursed is if they give it to us. Yeah, I think they should just give it to us, and Funny then we can sh- we can see. Funny so. you should say that because our special guest today <laughs> is <laughs> the diamonds themselves. Well, hey, <laughs> so pretty. Yeah, but wow. now they're like about five carats because it's been shrinking <laughs> a lot. It's, it's so. killed a lot of people, so give it some credit. Yeah. Yeah, it can only kill about wait four more people before it's. But think know. about it; it's like the best assassin in the world. That's true. Because it couldn't tie it back to you, so you just gift it to someone <laughs> and then take it back after they've done. And they're done with you, it. You, know, you know, someone's got a bit of a grudge against you, and you get that for Christmas, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm dead. Oh, for fuck's sake! Not the hope diamond. <laughs> yeah. What, what did I do? To wrong? be fair, at least you could die with the prettiest diamond. That's yeah, true. but it's not much use when you're dead. But that concubine looked bloody lovely with that in her breast. You know what? I'm surprised none of the um, people were buried with the diamond because a lot of the time royalty likes to be buried, buried with stuff, don't they? That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe it was maybe it was too valuable to to get rid of because obviously. Well, no, because if like the royal, if they willed it, then they have to do it. It's their but belongings. Then you could say like, why don't doesn't one of these queens get buried with the crown jewels or something? You know, surely mm-hmm. it's a surely it's a well, it doesn't belong inheritance. to her. It belongs to the state, doesn't it? Surely. I suppose so. Yeah, exactly. It's the state, so... So, so it's not hers? Yeah, it could be the same with these diamonds. I mean, like... No, because they're privately owned. Oh, I suppose so. Whereas the crown jewels are handed down from time, so I don't think she actually owns it. 
Let me check. Maybe up these on rulers that. were just a lot more, you know, including with their own kind. So they wanted to pass it on. I just say they give us a diamond and we'll decide, and we can get back to them. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I'd be all right there. Yeah, come so on, Smithsonian. Nice. It's at the Smithsonian, yeah. Even eighteen thousand pound nowadays is still quite a lot, you know. Yeah. We should go visit the Hope Diamond when we go on our holiday. Why not? Well, maybe it'll rub off on us. Mm. Yeah. Our dog seduction holiday, where we go everywhere that Woo-hoo! we've mentioned. <laughs> we go to all the museums. That's actually where we're going to be during August. It's not because we can't be bothered to do anything. Yeah. It's because we're going on our holiday. We, 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 we do study for you guys, you listeners, you dear listeners. Well, they do, <laughs> and I, I come along. And you come along and read a book? Yes, with pictures. Use the microphone. Do you want to tell everyone what that book was? Yes, it's a very lovely book by Terry Breverton. It's called Breverton's Phantasmagoria, and it's a compendium of monsters, myths, and legends. Uh, you can find it from most good bookshops, and uh, I am <laughs> just realised I'm selling this book for free, so fuck him. But you did basically read it. Yeah, it's where I... For the last hour. I, I mean, I've heard of the Hope Diamond before, but this is, this actually gave all the information I needed about it. And it's, uh, the only it's reason a I know book. about it is because of, um, you know that show White Collar? Yes. Yeah, that's the reason I know about it. It was on there. Yeah, they did a bit on it. Because about, it's about a thief, isn't it, and con artist. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. And I was just like, it's so pretty. I'm, I'm trying to remember now. Wasn't White Collar the one about that spy who gets that guy to... No. What was that? There's no... It's not about a spy. It's oh. about an FBI agent and a crim- well, con artist. I'm, I'm thinking of Chuck. Oh, yeah, Chuck is amazing. I love Chuck. Yeah, sorry, I was getting it. I need to watch that again at some point. You didn't even finish it. That's why I need to watch it again. Okay, Chuck was brilliant, and I was sad when it was over. Yeah, you're, oh, you're right about the crown jewels, by the way, Tom. They're owned by the Treasury. Good. Bloody well <laughs> should be. <laughs> and how. And how. What? See? You know, like, 1950s way of saying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and how. To be fair, if, like, the royal family are living off taxes and stuff, shouldn't we own everything that, yeah... All the castles and all well, that no, shit. Well, they own some yeah. of them. Not all of them. Yeah, but how'd they get the money for it? Well, they have money, obviously. Well, how about they live off, stop living off the state, then? Can we buy the castles they don't own? To be fair, doesn't, like, the royal family just own everything and it's on lease for everyone else? Apparently. Some of the stuff is. There's something like that, yeah. Because no one actually outright owns anything. They just own it for, like, 900 years or something. Yeah, because... Yeah, because technically they don't own Buckingham Palace. Isn't, isn't well, because of the, the bubble inflation from, I can't remember, um, the Victorian period, aren't they still in debt to the Bank of England? Well, I don't know about that. Who oh, paid for maybe, the fucking wedding? Maybe I'm talking bollocks. Um, <sighs> I, know. I, I know they own Balmoral, because Prince Albert paid for that outright. So. Oh, and Charles owns the sausage factory in Wales, so <laughs> wow. there's that. No, he, no, he does, he does. They must be living off that, then. <laughs> the Queen actually owns the, um, the McDonald's at Foss Park, which is near me. Oh, uh, I think you told yeah. me that. She owns a she McDonald's. She owns quite a few minutes. She owns a McDonald's in Slough, actually. Why? Because there's nothing they're, more they're royal buying, than a um, They're just with... buying property and land, basically. A cheese royale. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, but she likes that. But is that, is that Burger King? Was that McDonald's? I can't remember now. Do you really think she'd put a tea, cheese royale anywhere near her? <laughs> I don't know. Don't know what she'd do. She might be King Keith, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> 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 bit of food in the bedroom. <laughs> I don't know where she likes putting stuff, so don't ask me. 
Basically, the point of this episode is give us the Hope Diamond and we'll figure it out for you. You just want that diamond, don't you, Tom? I really do want that diamond. I want the bloody... It's a lovely diamond. You you know who I want? Who who, who do you want? Miss Munn. Miss Munn. Are you fucking kidding me? Is that what you went away to do? You weren't really eating, were you? You I was was eating. I was eating. But I should have fat. Um... (laughs) Oh, your mum was there, though. My, she did go on the other my, my dog would like to see Olivia, mum. Yeah. I really shouldn't have mentioned <laughs> her, right? I'm going to mention her from <laughs> now on. She's my thing. Every time She's you my... say Ki- Olivia Munn, I'm going to say Kim Kardashian. It's the Oz. Olivia Munn episode. Kim Kardashian knows. Oh, what if the... Yeah, I, can, I can imagine... What if the diamond got lost up Kim Kardashian's arse? Well, the black hole would probably suck it oh. up. That'd be such well, a lot. The important thing is no one would die. So, or she would die, as, as well as the family, because it's a curse. You kidding me? And that's like that, don't quit. <laughs> What's gonna happen to that ass when she dies? Oh, it's just gonna. I think silicon <laughs> just hardens, <laughs> doesn't it? They're gonna, they're gonna preserve it and just show future generations I, how stupid society was for the last. <laughs> like it represents our society now. Can they keep it in the museum with the blue diamond? What, Smithsonian? (laughs) (laughs) Smithsonian's a classy place. Well, society's going downhill anyway, so it'll probably end up there eventually. But I have a serious question, right? You see when you see a girl or a guy with a really, 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 really big Mm -hmm. ass, Mm -hmm. do you guys ever wonder about what it's like when they're sitting on the toilet seat? Yeah, but a guy with a big ass? Any, oh, well, yeah, because guys take shits. I mean, they don't shit standing up. I do wonder how she does it, how Kim does it. Because unless you had, like, specific toilet seats and toilets, I guess, made. <laughs> do you think they have to use the disabled toilets? Disabled toilets aren't actually that different to us. They just have, like, the handlebars and stuff. I know, but there's stuff. more room in case they fall over. Do you think they use public toilets? Probably. I don't think they Can use they public toilets. Well, well, no, I mean, Kim Kardashian doesn't, but other people... Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe they use disabled toilets. She happily goes in Kanye's mouth. Oh. <laughs> As does Olivia Munn. He eats that talent up. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Is that a new you, low you for, for the You even that. Oh. <laughs> yes! You did think yes. it undoable. You heard it first. That's making me peek up my 12, oh. that is. Teaser. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I need some time. My God, are we going to rename this podcast Kim Kardashian's ass? I was going to say fat ass, but I don't want to be derogatory to another woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first restraint. <laughs> oh, my God. This is Isn't her ass meant to be really oily or something like that, though? I think it's. I don't think her ass is actually real. I think it's silicon. It, she broke the internet because she put oil in her ass, didn't she? Yeah, you. you I mean, you didn't, we wouldn't want to go to the toilet after her if she's got all that oil on there. You, you get stuck yeah, to the toilet think, and herpes. You see a woman like that who's known only for how perfect her ass is, and you think, but what's I it like when she has no, diarrhea? The thing something? is, I don't think her ass is perfect. I think well, it's, it's not. too big. But a lot of people love it. Mm. I guess I guess different folks different different folks different strokes, I, I, right? I hate to be kind of negative, but there's a point where your ass is so big that you look stupid. I think. <laughs> yeah. But then again, I have a feeling she looks stupid even without a big ass because she is stupid. Well, mm. you know, all, all folks. You know, we take all folks in this world. Yeah, I guess we have to, don't we? We don't really have a choice <laughs> in the matter. <laughs> we have to, don't we? <laughs> 
But if we had a choice, I mean, the world would be su- such a smaller place. The population levels would be... Just to yeah, defend her, about she, she doesn't go around blowing up countries, so she's not a politician. That's true. Mm, that's she's not Hillary Clinton, so... Yeah. But she does ruin the youth of tomorrow that are going to develop into world leaders someday. What? So uh, she might have a detrimental effect th- on the world. That could be a joint effort between parents nowadays and, uh, you know... Yeah, just... but the parents are ex- letting their children be exposed to people like her. She is a piece of content, but there are people She's that provide this content. She's a piece of crap. Content. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I held back before. I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I, d- I did it once. Well, is that not with... enough? Do I not you, get props you, you for You held that? back on the fat part, and we're very proud of you for that. Because I don't like body shaming people, no. but her ass is weird, and I don't think it's real, and I don't like what she represents. I just don't like the woman. You called me a white bastard a minute ago. Did I? You, you edited out. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> you said you white ginger brunette bastard with a beard. You, I would never put brunette in there. You, I'd you just call you white ginger bar. Bloody mayonnaise white people look all the same to me, you said. Oh. And I tell you, Tom, and it, 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 it burnt my ashes. I tell, Russell McJimmy's time. I've yeah, never I've had such hate. Black guys, uh, black guys, white guys. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's, that's the thing. Colour doesn't matter because when you get cremated, you look the same then, don't you? Yeah, everyone's yeah. grey. <laughs> and a smouldering, so you know, there you go. <laughs> oh, I'll see you guys in hell. <laughs> Do we believe in an afterlife? Oh, if we believed know. in an afterlife, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. Yeah. Do you guys like want to become Buddhists before we die and just like <laughs> come back as I think if, it, if there is one, us three are probably prime candidates for it. I mean, I think we're we're primed to take over. To be honest. Mm. <laughs> you can do your fourth strike then, can't you, Timon? Or you call it sixth strike. <laughs> in hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would break hell, right? Was that spider or the dog? That's, that's spider. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a child crying. I was like, they don't have kids in the house. She is a child crying. <laughs> I completely forgot what I was saying now. <laughs> it's anyway. like <saying> hell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd break hell and make it erupt <laughs> on Earth. You mean you'd break the fabric between those realities? Yeah, if 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 these um, fairy tales are right, uh, hell is downstairs, heaven is upstairs. So I have to break the ceiling of hell. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. um, that's, that's I, I just have a nice chit chat with all the interesting people there. <laughs> to be yeah. fair, don't you think hell would have more interesting yeah, people than I think heaven? So. Because mm. if the people that go to heaven are the, the really religious ones and the ones that want you want make you want to blow your own brains out when talking to them, don't want to be in heaven. Yeah. People mm. are going to be like Joan of Arc and she's just going on how great France is. Oh, how yeah. great God is. Oh. Or Cliff Rich- hey, you know what? If Cliff Richard is devout and he's right about his religion, he's going to be up there too. You're going to miss out on Cliff Richard. Oh, you'd want to go to However, hell at that point. However, if he is a... Uh, if he didn't do what some people accuse him of, he'll be going to hell, so... Yeah. Ah, that's true. But that's not great. Yeah, so way. you're going to go with the odds. You're, you're hoping that he did these things so you can be no, him in hell. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It sounds yeah, like what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, the funny, funny thing is everyone's going to be really honest. So, like, you could ask these people that, like, why'd you do it? And they'll be like... No, guys, no, no, guys. We need to stop. Oh, yeah. Because if we end up going to hell, don't you think Kim Kardashian and the family are going to be there? Oh, 
That arse in heaven. I'm going to turn to religion. <laughs> Which one? I, I'm going to do all of them just to give all my covers... Ba- well, just all just my base covers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm going to heaven, man. I am not going to hell if that means I have to share... Oh, Justin Bieber will be there too. Just give up all carnal pleasures, pray in one direction, and don't eat pork, and you'll be fine. So, um, next episode will be on the wonders of life. And how beautiful it is. And how we are grateful for every second we are on this earth with our fellow man. How? (laughs) Fuck you, Tarman. I want to meet Carmen. (laughs) I want to meet Kardashian. I'm going to get that ass. (laughs) And if I have to go to hell to do it, then so be it. Yeah. But if we end up taking over hell, right, that means we could put them through hell. Yeah, Yeah, well, I've already figured out the trick to hell. If it is as torturous as everyone says... Pretend to enjoy everything they do to you, like make sex noises and everything, until you find a torture that is actually kind of okay. And then say, like, oh, yeah, this is horrible. Uh," And they'll be like, got him. But really, you're just, like, you know, getting a nice soapy sponge bath. I think we should explore Kim Kardashian's ass. It's more... Because it's like a planet. You need to... I'll let you guys take that. Yeah. If it's a planet, it's probably Uranus, you know, would be... Make it a three-hour episode. Yeah. Oh, there's just so much to talk about. Do you, are we really going to talk about Kim Kardashian for three fucking oh, hours? so much to talk me about. Me yeah. Oh, you guys are going to do it, and you're going to edit Art, it, too. That arse just consumes conversation, basically. Ugh, it consumes everything, yeah. doesn't it? It's as if I get lost in a black void, and then I realise, no, I'm in I think there. even the sun I'm can get there. swallowed up by that. Why the fuck are we yeah. talking about Kim Kardashian, anyway? Uh, I think you brought her up a, again. You, Did I? <laughs> you always bring it up her and her ass. I don't know why. <laughs> what you is got it? With her ass. Did I bring it up last episode yeah, as well? Yeah, I think you might have. <laughs> oh, why did I do that? I'm it's sorry. the new Savile. I don't you know, know what, listeners. I'm so sorry. I'm. So, I've never been so genuinely sorry before in my life. But I'm sorry to have put you through this chat about Kim Kardashian's fucking ass. But if you're True listeners to us, please stop following her on Twitter and Facebook and all that shit. And just join our religion. Transatlanticism. Yes. And also, if you can get hold of the Hope Diamond for us, that would be great. Because that's what this episode was about, not our arts. We've got to offer them something, though. Because, you know, like, um, there's 72 virgins or something like that. We've got to offer them something like that. What, the people giving us a Hope Diamond or people joining our religion? To our religion. Yeah, make something attractive so you can join up. Well... One thing I've never understood about the whole 72 virgins is you've got eternity. You're going to use up 72 virgins. Yeah. Why don't you just get infinity virgins? Why don't they say, oh, you get all the all the, yeah. you get all the virgins yeah. or something like that? Yeah. But The like, thing is, why would you be attracted to virgins? Because they're inexperienced. It's not going to be great, yeah. is it? You can I, just don't, I, it's, it's, I don't understand. Okay. Yeah, but, but after you, they, you've done it once, they're not a virgin anymore. How do you know you get to keep them? I don't know. It's a preference, I suppose. But, for, for example, imagine if, like, someone said you're going to get uh, 200 Twinkies when you die. And you were like, fuck, I do love Twinkies. Even if they said, like, each Twinkie uh, takes 20 years to eat. And you'd be like, bloody hell, yeah, I'm sorted. You are going to get through them. And then you're just going to be in paradise with no Twinkies left. And it's like, well, where's my Twinkies? Because like, uh, it's, it's all gone now. Like I've had, I've had. Now I've got, I've just got me and 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 paradise for all eternity with no reward. Ah, I've got it. Once you've used up the virgins, you just have all the non-virgins, then, don't you? you just... Well, I don't oh. think they give you non-virgins. Why not? Why would they? <laughs> that's the deal. Is the seventy-two virgin? That's I, your lot. That's no, all you're I getting. Read that they, 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 it's just that. No, no. All you get is seventy-two virgins, Matt. That's it. You don't. And after you've plucked them, you can't have them again because they're not virgins again. So you only get to have sex seventy-two I, times. I haven't read that bit where they say 
non-virgins are excluded. Well, it's part of our religion. <laughs> our religion. <laughs> <laughs> the dog yeah. seduction religion. I mean, if you visit the brothel, we can have a pastor there. <laughs> As in, pastor, the ones that preach. Yeah. I guess. I don't know the term <laughs> not, not these the freaks. <laughs> no. <laughs> I realised when it came out of, my, out of my mouth, I was like, that sounds like pastor. Yeah. Pastor. I guess the reward could be a non-ending conversation with the three of us on the door Yeah, we'd, you'd have us on a live feed. Forever. 24-7. Yeah. While you're having sex. Oh, I'm not sure I want to do that to the people. In our brothel. Well, to be fair, they've put up with a lot in their life. I mean, they have... Um, the E network that's on all the time. It's not even one of those channels that goes to sleep. It's just there all the time. So I feel like they've been through a lot. I think they can deal with that. Mm-hmm. So come join our religion as well as our brothel. We make good kebabs. Wait, what is that? Their reward is the that's kebabs. just that's the live reward, you know. <laughs> kebabs are cool, so yeah. Yeah. Okay, so if you join our religion, we'll give you some kebabs. My dad makes great ones. There you I go. Like steak, so, Sorted. You know. Donations are welcome. Yeah, donate to us. Because Patreon, you know. Oh, if we became an actual religion, we could charge fees. I, I need fees. I need the the the, the, uh, the material of money to help me get my visions. Or just give us the hope fucking diamond. I'll take that as well. But if Kim Kardashian wants to do- donate her ass to the Dort's Deduction Museum, we'll be grateful. No, I think she well. should donate it for scientific... You know, testing. Yeah, we should do the scientific testing. I don't want to touch yeah, it. Me, me and yeah. you, Matt, we'll have a little prod. We'll, we'll get, we'll get our head in there. there. What is it with you two? The last couple of episodes, you guys have been really pervy. I think we're getting sucked into the, the, the fascination. <laughs> we're getting sucked into our ass, <laughs> basically. <laughs> it's, it's a subconscious thing, I think. That, that. Yeah. There's something wrong with you guys, all right? And I think we should, um, we should, t- we should just leave for a little bit. Yeah, let's go watch uh, some Olivia Munn clips. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> right, I think we should actually sign off, ladies. Okay. So we hope you enjoyed um, this episode on Kim Kardashian, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt and Chris's reading of that book. Remember, that he... there's always hope. There's always hope. <laughs> so, and also, if you, can, if you are a thief and you like listening to us, steal us a Hope Diamond. Um, you can email us with information about drop-off points and stuff at thedorkseduction at gmail.com. You can also Facebook and Twitter us. And you can YouTube us, but don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Diamond's a, a girl's best friend. Diamond's are a girl's best friend. Oh, you know who did a song uh, called Diamonds Are Forever Remix was Kanye West, and he's married to Kim <laughs> Kardashian. <laughs> Why? Just why? We're almost done. I can't get it out of my mind. Okay, if, if you guys decide to talk about Kim Kardashian in the next episode, I'm going uh, to You're the you one that brought her up, so... Both times, so... You guys just can't get away from the arts, No, nor can you. Even you're taken in by it. Not really. I mention it. I don't go in depth detail about it. It's, it's still in your mind, though. It's still there. It's oh, in, well... It's imprinted in everyone's minds, I think. There's a lot of things in my mind. Yeah. I've just, literally, while you guys have been talking about Kim Kardashian, I've been drawing all over my arm. Really? Yeah. What have you been drawing on there? Faces, words. Wow. Humans. You're quite the artist. Yeah. Chop your arm off. Uh, I don't know why I did it. I've got, I've wrote, I've drawn on my foot as well. I basically just did a massive mouth. Ooh. Well, I just started off with a circle and did it, built a face around <laughs> it. Anyway, I'm, I think we should say goodbye. <laughs> so, we hope you liked it. Goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.